0: Welcome to the radio broadcast of Pineview Baptist Church, a growing community of faith in the Belfast community of Goldsboro. We are located at 3357 US Highway 117 North in Goldsboro. We invite you to find out more about our congregation by visiting us at facebook.com forward slash Pineview Baptist Goldsboro. Join us now for our weekly message.
1: If you would like more information
2: about Pineview Baptist Church, we invite you to follow us on social media. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com/forward/slash Pineview Baptist Goldsboro. There, you will find information about our service times, upcoming events, directions to our church, and videos of our Sunday services.
1: Well, tonight we're going to look at Chapter Three, and uh, before we get there. Um, a little bit of a review uh, over the last couple weeks. The uh, chapter 1 was obviously the introduction. And we talked uh, a little bit about Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, where there is no vision, the people perish. And Pastor West had talked a little bit about that this wasn't really about casting vision, but really about a lack of God's word. And so we need to know what God's word says. We need to know what he wants from us. And yes, it's important to have vision. It's important to have mission statements. But what is the lamp? What is the light unto our feet? It's God's word, right? The psalmist says that. And so where there is no vision, the people perish. And that is certainly true. And we obviously need to know what God's Word has for us. And the book talks about an individual that was very sick and didn't want to admit it, and there was only a glimmer of hope because that person was dying. And the author talks about that person actually being a church. And the only way that they could actually change was if there was a radical change. And sometimes we don't like change, right? Even though we know we need it, it's hard. Change is hard. And I'm always reminded of a book that... um, I read years ago a very simple book. It was, it's called, Who Moved My Cheese? And it's about this mouse who would go every day and someone had moved his cheese. And he would eventually starve to death. And so you either have to find out where the cheese is or you go without. And so often we're resistant to change. We don't, we don't want change. Um, the book talks about a lot of times when we can be in denial. Well, everything's fine. Well, everything may not be fine. And if you deny things, that just shows that you need to obviously be open and honest and look at things. But there can be pain. There can be sickness. There can be despair. And the author talked about that there was this slowly and painful deterioration. And the church had died because it no longer had a vision. And so our Lord and Savior gave us a mission, right? It's called the Great Commission. We're to go and to make baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Making disciples, and we even talked a little bit about our own church here at Pineview, where at one point there was like a lot of excitement uh, because of uh, you know the church merger, and we talked. You know, we can be honest. You know, we've we've seen you know splits um, come and go. Um, but there's there needs to be excitement and there needs to be a reason why we meet and the reason is because of our savior because we have the greatest gift that we can give to other people and that's the forgiveness of sins because of what Christ has done and a lot of times it's like yep it's Wednesday Or, yep, it's Sunday, and you we we have to figure out a way how we stir up the excitement, the joy that comes from our Lord and Savior. And we emphasized a lot that Jesus told Peter that the the church, the capital C church, you could even say. The Catholic Church, but not the denomination of the Catholic Church, but the capital C, the capital church would, um, would never die. And that even hell can't overpower the churches. But we also notice that churches close and die every year. And that there's a possibility that any church could close. This, this year, or next year, or five years, or ten years if we don't work at it because what's the second law of thermodynamics? You may not know, but over time, things don't get better, right? If I buy a brand new pair of shoes and wear them, are they going to get better? No, if I wear them, they're going to get worse, okay, unless I go buy another new pair of shoes over time. And so we have to work at the church. Um, And Jesus said, again, that that the church will never die and that hell cannot overpower the church. And in chapter 2, we saw this example of Tom Rainer uh, going to his old hometown. And he said that there was this, you know, the, the main point of chapter two is because of the the slow erosion that was going on. And so it wasn't seen from the day to day. And Pastor Wesley brought up the example of his dad. That you know, you could see 20, 20 years difference with pictures. You know, if you look at one picture and you look at another picture, but if you see someone day to day, they don't look any different. But over time, it's the slow erosion that is really the, the killer for, for most churches. Now, growth can come by leaps and bounds, but decay is usually slow. And I know for Pastor West and myself, we haven't been here for, you know, a long period of time. But we, we talked about the fact that there had been some splits in the church. And you could almost see, the, you know, a very quick divide. Um, and whatever the reason was, it doesn't matter. You know, maybe it was the carpet or, you know, Pastor Weston brought up a, one deacon got a bigger piece of ham somewhere else. Um, not here, but uh, just a story because of it. Um, and so growth can obviously come, um, but usually it's the slow erosion. It's usually the decline that's slow. Maybe it's you know maybe it starts off with with one family that doesn't come and then it's another family that doesn't come and then maybe it's a split. But overall when we, lose that community connection you know we used to have a daycare here so we used to have that community connection we don't have that anymore you know we don't have that vibrant influence of youth but praise the lord you know we have you know we've started it you know there's there's you know all it takes is one family and then another and then another and Precept upon precept, step upon step, growth. So we need to have a connection to the community. And we heard this. We heard this when we had um, the gentleman from the state convention come. Uh, Tom Rainer talked a little bit about the story of Haggai, where they built their own houses first, and they neglected God's temple. And so they weren't blessed. So we need to figure out as a church how we're going to build God's church. Now God doesn't need our help. He doesn't need our our finances. But he allows us to be part of the process. And as we get into chapter 3... I have a question. Who was your favorite or who was or who is your favorite superhero? Mr. Al, you got a superhero favorite? I not thought I'd never even considered a superhero. As a young boy, did you have a superhero? Iron Man. Iron Man. Shera? Anybody else? Superman, Superman was one of my favorites, and and it kind of depends on if you're talking DC or Marvel. And you know, I'll have to admit, your pastor, most of us, we we went to see an Avengers movie together. I was surprised; I thought it would be Cap. Uh, Captain America was always was was one of my favorite. Pastor Wes is an Iron Man. I'm sorry, I'll see you afterwards. Um, Superman. um, I always liked Spider Man. Uh, you know, growing up I had the Spider-Man uh, comic books and I, I loved Superman because he always stood for justice and Captain America as well. Um, and so I, I ask who's your favorite superhero because, you know, we, as, as, young, as youngins, why do we have these pictures of heroes? Well, because it usually helps show us what a good characteristic is, right? I mean, usually a hero has something good that they do. And then they'll usually have maybe a weakness, okay? Superman's, it was kryptonite. You know, the Green Lantern's was he couldn't do anything through yellow. Or, you know, so they're not perfect, but they have these characteristics that, that are, Lift it up. And so in chapter 3, it talks about, and the title of chapter 3 is, The Past is the Hero. And too often, I don't know if you've ever heard the six deadliest words for church growth. The six deadliest words are, we've always done it this way. And we're, you know, we've always done it this way. On page 17, it says that there were several points where these churches could have reversed the decline that they were experiencing, but the remaining members in the church refused to see reality. They were blinded to the slow erosion that was taking place. Most of the churches in America that close don't shut the doors over a single or a few cataclysmic events, but in most of the cases, indeed, all of them I've studied, the issue was slow erosion, and there would have been no autopsy to perform if they had one, faced reality, and two, in God's power, reversed course. So we have to face reality, right? And we have to walk in the power of God because those two things are what we have to face because with those two things you can reverse a course of death. Now, what, what hinders growth? What hinders growth of a church? complacency sure complacency
2: not being willing to change
1: not being willing to change a lack of a burden for your community lack of a burden anyone else do you think location has anything to do with growth it can sure I think we're in a good place. I mean, we're kind of in suburbia, right? We've got a major thoroughfare, 117. I think there can be a a cultural disconnect. Um, Just an inward focus. You've, You've heard your pastor say it before. We don't want a country club mentality. This isn't a country club. Now, we do want to be friends. We want to show the love of Christ. We want to be intimate. Um, We don't want to be narcissistic in nature. Um, We don't want to discourage. We want to have warm hospitality. And before this whole thing, with the hospitality commands, we started... What else could hinder growth? Because if we don't grow, it's the pastor's fault. Right? I mean, that, that's, normally, that's normally the case. So normally, we're, we're on the hot seats. What's that? Well, thank you. I'm glad. Um, now, if we don't preach the Word, you got to get rid of us. If we don't speak the truth... You gotta get rid of us. I mean, that's no. That, that's that's just the way it is.
2: I think each individual, in whatever way they can do it, because we all have different personalities. But we need to be trying to reach friends, enemies, <laughs> neighbors, co-workers, and invite them if we know they're unchurched Uh, but share the gospel in as uh, what uh, as as gently as you can to begin with but let them know that you care about them because you know, I, I read this, and I agree with some of it. I disagree with some of it. Uh, but if you'll say amen, I'm somewhat of a hard-headed person. And uh, some things, personally, I don't go to church for the style of music. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a preference, but that's not my objective in going to that church. Right. Uh, and I don't go for their 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 groups, their
1: their uh, clicks. Not clicks. That's the wrong word.
2: Uh, like home groups and discipleship groups, or yeah, sort of. Uh, that's not my objective. I go to hear the gospel mm-hmm. or to hear the Bible and. I think if you're going to invite somebody, you shouldn't. Well, no, I don't tell them about all the friends' things at all. My first thing is the gospel is preached. Right. With uh, my friends, some of my friends have asked me where I go, uh, and I told them, and I said, and they preached the gospel, whether this friend is saved or unsaved that's in my opinion the only thing that needs to be said about in an evening when you're inviting somebody to right. go hear the gospel and like well, I think you said and if it's not being taught then there needs to be a change right. in who's preaching or I need to find somewhere else mm-hmm. because there's no need to be I, I, in my right. job one of our things we did was present American and Christian flag sets to churches for of charge. Mm-hmm. That was one of our nonprofit things. So I've been in every kind of church you can be in, in Wayne and Johnson County. Not all of them, but I've been in every kind of denomination that you could possibly go to. And <clears throat> 75% of them are filled with messages. Right, you know, and there's your non growth,
1: yeah. And I'll shut (laughs) up. No, thank you, thank you for that. Go ahead. That that reminded me of something that um,
2: a friend shared with me today. It was a post, uh, it was a a picture, um, and I can't remember who the quote was by, but it was the idea was, you know, most people when they were trying to find a church, they're so consumeristic in it. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go to the church with this kind of music, with this kind of atmosphere, with, you know, I want to go to the kid church, I want to go to the you know, the business leader's church. Because a lot of people will pick a church based on the contacts they'll get for business. And and the, the point of the post was don't pick the cool church. Don't pick the kids church. Don't pick the business leader's church. Pick a faithful church. Pick a faithful church. And um, I think it we're faithful, um, I, I believe in my heart that God will he'll honor that. You know, he will
1: honor that faithful in his word on, uh, on page 18, it says the autopsy, the common thread. It said, the most persuasive and common thread of our autopsies was that the deceased churches lived for a long time with the past. As their hero, they held on more tightly with each progressive year, and they often clung to things of the past with desperation and fear. Have you ever heard someone say, this is my church? It's not your church. It's God's church. And so you can't just hold on with desperation and fear. And it says there, when and internal and external force tried to change the past, they responded with anger and resolution, we will die before we change. And that's what's going to happen, is they're going to die. And again, we've always done it this way. If that's, if that's your mentality, that's the way you'll always be. You know, it's, it's the past is the hero. And... There's, there's this fight for the past, uh, the way it used to be, the good old days, and they want that to be the present. Well, yeah, I, I wish we are you know, I mean, the, the, there's, there's something funny that's going around that says, um, friends don't f- tell friends that 1980 was 40 years ago. I mean, I grew up in the 80s, you know. I would love to see neon you know, neon come back and you know, bright pinks and greens, but it's 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 not, you know, and maybe it will, maybe it won't. But it's just the the past can't be our hero. And it says, uh the the last paragraph there it says, for sure there were some prophets and dissenters in these churches, and they warned others that if the church did not change, it would die do we need to change
2: you need to you need to look at whether something needs to be changed you don't necessarily need to change but you need to have an open mind Mm -hmm. if it's obvious the change needs to be then you have
1: to does the gospel change no No. the gospel does the message doesn't change God doesn't change. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. but does that mean our music styles can't change you know I, you know we, we might like you know only traditional or we might like some contemporary how, how is your heart? <laughs> it's difficult sometimes with Pastor West, introduces a new song that i don't know, you know, but it's it, we can still have a worshipful mindset about it. It doesn't have to always be done the way we want it to be. Because i think that and there's times when it's like, yes, there's so much great doctrine in those old hymns. But there's also something sometimes when you're singing That contemporary worship song that's drawing you closer to the Lord at the same time. And that can be done just as, just as much as with a traditional hymn as it can with a worship song. You know, and that's what they, you know, the, the ones on the screen. But God doesn't change. We need to change. We should. We're being sanctified day by day. We need to put on Christ every day. We need to change off the old habits. We need to get rid of, you know, the mentality of, well, we, we've done it this way for the last 50 years. And I'm so thankful that Pineview has allowed us as leadership and as pastors to kind of, you know, tweak things into our own, you know. I don't, I don't know how communion used to be when we, you know, when we weren't here And there's differences in ways that we've had to be adaptable because of the coronavirus and and everything else. But it talked about there in Hebrews uh, Hebrews 11, the heroes of faith. And it talked about how Abel offered uh, to God a better sacrifice. And Enoch was taken away before death, and Noah, who had built an ark and Abraham who went where God uh, said even though he did not um, know where he was Sarah who conceived in an impossible old age and Isaac who blessed future generations Joseph who remembered the exodus of the Israelites Moses who left Egypt for a promised land now I have a question do you think God would limit growth of a healthy church.
2: If it would help build up a smaller, healthy church.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, I mean, we would, you know, I I don't, I mean, I can't speak for Pastor Wes, but I think we would love to see the church filled on Sunday mornings. But right now, how are we going to do that in social distance? You know, how, you know even with our, uh, our pews, you know, every other pew or whatever. And Maybe God doesn't want us to be a 100, 200, 500 membership church. Maybe he just wants you to be faithful with what you have. And if that's where we're, we're called to be, that's where we're called to be. You know, I do believe that God wants us to grow. In, 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 you know, because it has to be through Him. But He does want us to be faithful. He wants us to be faithful with what we have. Um, and it's only through God's power that we could grow. And so, I don't know. I You know, I would love it if we had, you know, 20 families with kids and, you know, 40 families or whatever the case may be. Um, but I think he wants us to be faithful, faithful with the small, before he blesses bless us with the big, right? But as Mr. Dale had mentioned, where where are we as far as do we have one thing that within our own selves, within our own hearts, that one person that we could invite, that we could be praying for, that we have that one person, that one thing that could step, you know, because 12 guys... 12 guys changed the world. And there's 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 nothing God can't do. And so even particularly as we go forward as we you know as we pray for families, as we minister to the community, how how would God Work in our own hearts to help build His church, because He says His church will never die. And the Hebrews eleven chapter. What is it that 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 set the people of the heroes of faith apart? Faith. Faith. They obeyed. But the common, you know, you've got in front of you questions for thought. And it says right there, are there any areas in your church where you are resisting change simply because of your own preferences? And you don't have to answer that. <laughs> Just and If there's something that you need to confess, confess it before God. What well, we talked about, question number two, what's the common theme among the heroes of Hebrews 11? It's by faith. And you can read that, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. And we need to have faith that God will bless us when we're faithful. Faithful. Then it says look at Hebrews 11:13 through 16 discuss in the light of the churches that die holding on to the past. And we need to have the mindset that this isn't all there is. But we look for the heavens where our citizenship is whose foundation is God. And so we look forward to that. And we trust that the Lord, if this is what it is, this is what it is. But we know that if we walk by faith, we will be rewarded. Well, the prayerful commitment says, God, give me the conviction and the courage to be like the heroes of Hebrews 11. Teach me not to hold on to those things in my church that are my personal preferences and styles, show me not only how to let go, but where to let go, so that I may heed your commands more closely. Would you commit one day, commit one day this week to prayer? Would you please pray for us pastors as we lead on Sunday morning, as we call throughout the week, Think of one person, one thing that you can do. I just want to challenge you this week. Let's pray. Oh, dear Lord, give us courage to change. Lord, revive us again. Help us to fan the flame that you have given to us. Stir us, O oh Lord. Help us to be fruit bearers. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to just look at how to keep your church alive. Lord may it be so in Jesus name. amen
0: Pineview gathers for worship each Sunday, beginning at 9:30 a.m. for morning prayer. Sunday school classes for all ages begin at 9:45, followed by our worship gathering at 11 a.m. We also meet each Wednesday night for Bible study and prayer at 7 p.m. in our church fellowship hall. We are located at 3357 U.S. Highway 117 North in Goldsboro, North Carolina. We are a Southern Baptist congregation dedicated to expository preaching and biblical worship. We invite you to join us next Sunday.